Blog Talk Radio. FT Sports Podcast, yeah! May 10th, 2018, Steve Davis, B. Ellis, A.A. Ron, TV, the usual suspects are back, and we are live, 9 p.m. as always, Eastern Standard Time, welcome to FT Sports Podcast, 646-668-2182 is the number if you want to tune in and get into the Sometimes heated, very passionate, and yes, we do love each other, but hate each other in discussion sometimes, uh, conversation. Let me just say this. If this is the first time that you're listening to, to, to the program, um, we're glad that you tune in. And I just want to give that precursor now that sometimes you will hear us yell and scream at each other. And it's, it's, it's love, it, but we're passionate about what we talk about. I listened to the show last week, and you would have thought that – Brandon and I hated each other. But if you listen to past shows, Brandon and TV have had these same battles multiple times. And I sometimes sit back and love the, the conversation, love the debate. There's going to be a lot of people listening in um, for the first time today. A lot of my new co-workers uh, that I work with out in Royal Oak, Michigan, shout out to the crew. Uh, they'll be listening tonight as well. So hopefully we can keep them entertained. Uh, but we got a free-for-all show tonight. No lineup whatsoever. We've been well immersed. We told the crew, hey, study everything that is sports because we may go around. We may talk NHL. The Penguins are eliminated. Finally, the Capitals got it done. The first time in a long time that any franchise in Washington history has made it to a conference final. Yes, you might think the Redskins did it. Nope. Last time they did it, they beat the Lions as they went on to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl as well. Something that you need to know if you're a sports fan. But nevertheless, the Capitals have beat the Penguins. We got a Game 7, the Jets and the Predators. Baseball continues to be irrelevant because we don't have a good team here in Detroit. But nevertheless, the Lions are the subject of conversation. NBA all over the place. So again, if you want to tune in, you want to get into the conversation, 646-668-2182 is the number. Bringing in Bielis, the rest of the crew will be following us here shortly as we go through the night. Bielis, hello, sir. Yes, sir. The last time yes, I sir. talked to you, it was very, very passionate. Last time I talked to you, good sir. Indeed, man. I'm surprised you let me back on the show, but I know I, uh, <laughs> I let you back on the show. No, it's okay. No, you, you know, like I said, the energy is real. So I uh, the energy it gets certainly there. it gets there. So certainly looking forward to seeing what your uh, what your thoughts are this evening. But uh, uh, back I, I want to see if you finally come around because I have as well. I, I I've, I've listened to the debate and the the show from last week, and I've also kind of watched the news this week. So I'm kind of interested to to get your thoughts on. The follow-up conversation, if you would. And then this guy, missed this guy for the last couple of weeks, TV. Welcome back, good sir. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, man? You all right? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Good to see you back on the show, man. Um, So, TV, I want to start with you because last week, Ellis and I got into about a 45-minute skirmish, if you would. I mean, it was really (laughs) – it got there. And – um. It was about Dwayne Casey and the, and the Raptors. So I'll give you the Reader's Digest version real fast. Obviously, the way that they played in the series against Cleveland 
I said that a team is um, they are the image of the head coach. And because of the salary cap that is, it's very difficult to let go Cal Lowry or DeMar DeRozan that Casey has to be the first head to roll. I, I said that I meant that. And I made the comparison of Mike D'Antoni and his struggles when he was with Phoenix. Ellis flipped it on me and said, nope, it's not Casey. It's the players. The players suck, blah, 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 blah. And then 45 minutes went on, and, and honestly, we hated each other probably for the rest of the show. We had to fake the rest of the show. I want to get your thoughts on the Raptors because a lot of narratives are out there, man, and I'm curious to see what your thoughts are because you always question people when they talk about players' heart and determination because you can't scope it. But I'm curious to see if you still feel that way after watching the Raptors in four games against the Cavaliers. Um, I really haven't watched all four. I didn't watch all four games. I probably watched the, I want to say, the second game. I think that was the second game when they went. Was the first game or the second game went overtime? Or the third uh, first game, remember? First game. First game. Okay. Um. Yeah, because, again, I was out, I was out on business. So, with that being said, I mean, I think it's just a reflection of the organization, and it starts at the top. I mean, it's easy to say it's the players. But the the players are are a reflection of your head coach, and if your head coach is not putting you in a position to you know win games, especially when it comes to you know you get the number one seed and you can't win a damn game, uh, it starts with the coach. Hell, to be honest with you, it, I think it, it it should go even further up to the GM. I mean, the GM and the coach put together to put together put together this this unit this, this you know this roster. So I think it's funny how you know everybody's saying the coach the coach he's part of the problem, but what about the GM? Ooh, didn't think about that narrative there. I like that TV. I wish you was here last week to have my back. I mean, it's all, I mean, I mean, it's that's like, real. It's that's like real. Business, right? I mean, it's like a business, right? If you're in, if yeah. you're in the business of doing X, Y, and Z, well, we're not being our 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 workers aren't aren't productive or they're not efficient. But why aren't they? Well, you got to look at management. You got to look at upper management. You got to look at the people that's putting other people in places of you know of leadership. So I'm not I, I'm not gonna say I'm not I'm, I'm not even shocked. I'm not shocked at all. I mean. I knew Toronto was going to lose, but I didn't expect them to lose like this. But again, it's Toronto, so. Ellis, mm. mm. before you before you say anything, hold on, hold on a second. Before you say anything, we got we got we got McGriff on, on the lines as well. McGriff was here, um, sort of mediating, yet sitting back, hoping that the friendship could stay intact after the debate that was last week. McGriff, welcome in tonight, man. What up, Al? You got internet no, now, or man? I, I swear this house knows that I'm trying to get rid of it, and it's just going <laughs> against me. Uh-oh. A lot of good memories, man. You might have to hold on to it, brother. Might have to try to hold on to it. Yeah. Hey, memories can be made anywhere. Shut up. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is true. Yeah, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of good memories. A lot of good lot memories, of good memories right. man. So so. I remember so, that. Uh, <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. Ellis. No, 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 it's all right. 
I'll okay. Right. No, no, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Everybody's got those it's memories, right. man. Woo. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. My hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh. TV wow. was laying fertilizer uh, in August at one time. <laughs> <Using> <laughs> fertilizer. Hey. Save that man from a quick. Is growing. My grass is going, growing so great in that one spot. In that spot? In that spot? <laughs> in that one spot. Damn. For sure. That TV man, we <laughs> saved that you quick, bro. I mean, I got we a lot of nutrients, man. I'm, I'm glad I contributed. <laughs> TV, I don't think you understand how close you were to that brick, bro. Like, you I, you were very close, my G. Very close. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> man. Anywho, McGriff, appreciate you know, teamwork, man. McGriff, uh, you just heard TV. He actually took it a step further than what I took it last week and said the GM of the Raptors. Uh-huh. Does that change how you felt? Last week about the Raptors players, coach or GM. Nope. Still think it's the players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a combination, man. You can't really necessarily put it on just one element. Like, what's the saying? Together, everyone achieves more. Well, if together everyone ain't achieving, then it's on everybody. You can't really just single out one person, you know. So yeah, my my stance is still the same. Okay, fair enough. All right, Ellis. Let me before you say your comment, I want to apologize to you because it was quite passionate last week. However, let me tell you this, I have come around to say that the players do need to hold a level of accountability, but I will say that Casey deserves better as well. So if he is fired, it's not a bad thing. To me, I think it will be a good thing and he can come coach for the for the Detroit Pistons because then I think he will get rid of Reggie Jackson and that bum ass um, Blake Griffin as well, because realizing that in the playoffs he struggles, and Blake Griffin doesn't even play in the playoffs because he's always injured. That's just my take. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, like I said, man, I, I was passionate about this, and I, I still remain in track of this. I don't think it's a coach, um, and I don't think it's the management either. Like, because I know you know the TV, we can debate on this, and hopefully we can. Um, but you look at the team; every year they've gotten better. They've made roster adjustments to accommodate. Uh, the two guys that they have invested their money in, you know, I would say that, you know, both those guys are questionable in regards to their overall uh, stability and growth when it, when it matters. Uh, so, yes, there is questions there with those two maybe. But if you look this year, they've had, they had they're one of the better defensive teams in the league, and they also had uh, the best bench uh, performance in the league uh, this year. The year that they just got put out swept by Cleveland. We're not making excuses. They should have been a, be- a better showing, but every year they've won- they went out and addressed, you know, the roster needs. They went and got Ibaka for the inside post presence to keep LeBron out of there and to be able to have irrelevant a Irrelevant in the series. Yep. You know, I mean, I'm, he's irrelevant in the series, but I'm saying, like, when you say, are you going to put this on management? Management puts different people in there, and then it's similar to Boston. They they've have a lot of, like, no-name guys that, you know, play hard and come off the bench and put in their work. So I can't sit here and say that they haven't put together a solid roster. Now, are you going to blame Dwayne Casey and management for your boy DeMar DeRozan shrinking up every time he goes against LeBron James and pretty much making his own exit? This man was Hold averaging on. like – I mean, go ahead. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I got to make sure as you describe this, the, the narrative, don't change this. DeMar DeRozan has done this even against the, the, uh, the Wizards the year that they got put out in game seven by Paul Pierce and the Wizards. He shrunk in that series as well. But go ahead, keep going. 
No, I'm not changing my narrative because I, I said the whole time that it's on the players. I, I've said that to you, and I will continue to say that. It's on the players. Like, the Wayne Casey can't make this guy go from being a 30-point scorer or a 25-point scorer to, to pretty much shrinking up in competition. That's, I mean, and then ultimately Dwayne Casey even addressed that. He put by in his behind. So it's like, you know, as a coach, he did that. You're the best player on the team, but if you're not playing like it, we got a spot for you on this bench. So, I mean, it's, it's a matter of just the players coming in there ready to perform, ready to work. Um, unfortunately, like I said, we, we're not going to make excuses. Everybody in the Eastern Conference has ran into LeBron James. No one in the Eastern Conference has been successful with dethroning LeBron James. Uh, and, I mean, as much as we want to call for Dwayne Casey and that management, I mean, the Celtics pretty much have done the same thing. And they've been open to saying, well, it's not our time right now. We're a year or two away. And it, cause the consensus has been we're a year or two away based off of us developing our roster, but ultimately LeBron reigning supreme. Like, that's been the Eastern Conference, it, the Eastern Conference as a whole state of mind. So I'm, I can't sit here and be like, yeah, Dwayne Casey and the, and the leadership team there is in question. Ellis, uh, Ellis, they won, I got, they I got, won almost 60 games. They did, they so, did. I got, and I got to say, go ahead, TV, go ahead. So, so basically, you're saying it's, all, it's, it's on DeMar. Basically, Dwayne Casey can't make DeMar DeRozan step up in big moments. He can't make him do that. That's all on DeMar DeRozan, right? He is the hundred and fifty thousand, hundred and fifty million dollar man there. So, um, so, so then, yeah, I think uh, so then, a lot so, of it's going to fall so, on him. Being the, so, if that's the case, then then why why is Dwayne Casey there at all? Then mm. Dwayne Casey has been mm. there to develop his players, which he is getting maximum okay. effort from his bench. Yeah, if you want to look at player development, similar yep. to what you're seeing with the Celtics, a lot of those young cats are stepping up. They're contributing. They're playing defense. Not, playing not, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not let's, let's forget the Celtics. I'm, we're not. We're, let's let's focus on the Raptors. Now you're okay. saying his job is to develop players. We're focused on the Raptors. Okay. His job is to develop players. So yeah. he's been there since 2011, and the best he can do, and the best he's done, is make it to the conference finals where they managed to only win two games. Outside of that, they really haven't done a whole lot. So you're saying they got better. Each year, but this year they had they were the number one seed and they got swept. So where's the improvement? The improvement at? Mm. I could ask you the same if, question. If you're, if, where, where, where's the improvement from the Celtics? Where's the improvement from ready? Indiana? Stop! You you keep jumping. We're not talking about the Celtics right now. Celtics are still playing. Toronto's not. Toronto's That's been on the choke the past couple of years. Yeah, so okay. They the ran into the. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. No, we're not talking about who they ran into. Let's again. Let's focus on the Raptors. Chris even stated it. they ran to the Wizards and lost in Game Seven against the Forty Five. And, and, pe- and performed so, the same way. And performed the same way. So again, why is why is Dwayne Casey still there? Why is the general manager even even the VP again? If if you maximize if you if you're a coach and you maximize the talent of your roster and and you get swept. And you've been there for what seven, six or seven years? It's time for a change. It's time for a change. If you're a head coach and you mean to tell me you, there's no way you can get, you know, make your player step up, somehow, some way, get your player to perform when the at, at the on, on the biggest stage, then you shouldn't be coaching. You need a new voice in the locker room. You need to look at management. I think I mean it's, it's, I think it's obvious, and and most importantly, 
the way that I looked at it, TV, and and we do have a caller on the line. I don't, I do not recognize this number, so maybe a new caller. But I, I only, I, I made the comparison because I wanted to get McGriff in the conversation because the Lions made a change at the head coach spot. Now I changed sports only for this reason, TV. I know you hate when we do this, but I only said it for this reason. <clears throat> Dwayne Casey not taking away the credit that what he has done in the regular season, in the postseason, his teams. They don't perform as well as they have done in the regular season. And I brought up Caldwell for the Lions, for Lions fans, and we always got to make a Lions reference. But I brought him into the conversation to simply say that he had to change the culture of what the Lions was. He may not have done a lot as far as how they produced on the field. That's granted. But as far as the culture of what the Lions were, we were a losing culture. He came in and changed how we approach games and we won more games under Jim Caldwell than any other coach since we've made the playoffs before Jim Caldwell or Jim Swartz. So I made that comparison, and I, I got ridiculed for it. So I just simply say that Casey has done a good job. I am not discrediting what he is or what he's done for the franchise, not at all. I'm simply saying that his teams in the playoffs, just similar to Jim Caldwell, as well as they may have played in the regular season against the, the, war, the, the, the Wizards, Stats may tell you one thing, but there were multiple games where DeRozan and Lowry gave you single-digit points. In hey, every playoff you, series I'll under Casey, he's done that. I'll give you one better. He's pretty much uh, Marty Schottenheimer when it comes to NBA playoffs. Ooh. I'll, give you one, I'll give you one better. Wow. He's Marty Schottenheimer. I didn't think, I didn't think Marty yeah. Schottenheimer. Because yeah, Schottenheimer great, with the Chargers. Great in the regular season, but if you look yep. at his postseason record, it ain't that great. It's, it's sub-500. And for those who don't know, Marty Schottenheimer, the last job that he had was with the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken, and he was 13-3? and 14-2. 14-2, and then got popped in the first round. And they fired him. Yeah. I'm, I'm just – I disagree with you guys completely. Like that's Dwayne fine, Casey, man. him being at the – and that's fine. Let, let me speak. They've improved yep. their record for each <laughs> of the past seven years, like ex- with the exception of one year. They've improved their record. And then let's not talk about getting bounced out as soon as you get to the playoffs. They've been to the conference finals. They've been they've advanced pretty much every year. You can you can count them in to advance at least out of the first round. Um, if you look at their track record, they're losing against consistently against LeBron James. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, now with the exception, they got they got, got by a, a good Wizards team previously. But, I mean, consistently, though, they've they've improved this roster. And they had the best bench in the league this year. So, I, I'm, I'm for y'all to say that it's like you're looking at the coach or you're, you're questioning the, the leadership and overall management team, I, I, I would just have to disagree. Everybody gets owned in certain eras. And I think this is the era that LeBron has owned. And I know you're saying stick to the, just the Raptors, and I will stick to just the no, Raptors. No, go ahead. Go they, ahead. They, have, go ahead. they have gotten owned by LeBron James. They have gotten owned. Like, thoroughly but destroyed. Point, but, at some point, but at some point, you have to break that wall. Because if we're just saying the players, the players, then, like, Shaq said it best. Uh, like, you can't, you can't – I mean, it's like, it's like we're begging these players, man. I mean, we got to look at – I'm looking at their entire scope. I'm looking at their entire picture. Again, yep. it's like a business. Hey, if it's not going well, and you know your your employees not being productive, okay, I'm gotta look change. at management. I gotta look at other management. Yep. I, it, it, it goes up the ladder. You gotta make a change. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they been productive. They had the best record. You the number one seed, man, and you got swept. <laughs> you got swept. So to me, you know, having been you know the defensive uh, efficiency, offensive efficiency, all oh, that's out the window now because you got swept. You know what we're gonna talk about when it comes to the 2017-2018 Raptors? What we gonna talk about, Chris? Hey man, we gonna talk about they failed. They got swept. Hey, they they got embarrassed. They got Bruh, they, they in game three. Get a t-shirt. They don't get t-shirts out for that. Listen, game three, gentlemen, can we all come to an agreement here? Regardless of how we feel about Dwayne Casey's, and we're going to bring this caller in in a second. How we ever feel about Dwayne Casey? Game three, when LeBron did the fade away floater, whatever you want to call it, off the backboard, and it went in. And the way that the the Raptor players looked, I mean. McGriff, I don't know if you want to, you know, kind of make an analogy how somebody looks like when a ball is stolen from them, like when they're a kid or something, like a joke. I, I, it, it, it really did look like somebody's lunch money was stolen. Like it was just like, give me your lunch money, and, and they just they couldn't move. They were just frozen. That was indignant of their series and how they play in the playoffs. They just look lost, and I get it, Ellis. They always lose to LeBron. But they also lost an old-ass Paul Pierce, too, in a dysfunctional Washington uh, Wizards squad. They, they didn't play well in series coming before that. The Rosen and Lowry don't play well in the postseason. So eventually, looking at Casey, not saying it's a bad thing, because I honestly think they need to just – he needs to leave that team because of the players. I think you need to make a change. And you, you have $100-plus million invested into two guys. How are you going to move these two guys? Who wants to pick up that salary? And which team is willing to blow up their roster to pick up a guy that's not proven in the playoffs? When you have all those factors, the, the, the Raptors have no choice but to look at Casey and say, well, fire him. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I disagree, man. I think, okay, so, once again, yep, we, and, yep. and just, focus, just focusing on the narrative, you want to stick to the Raptors, that's fine. But if you want to actually go outside of that organization, and let's just stick to the Eastern Conference, every team has been vocal about saying we just need LeBron James to fall off. And I'm watching every other team have the same narrative. Trust the process, the process, the process. Let's (laughs) go ahead and lose, 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 lose to get talent, talent, talent. Let's look at – I mean, uh, then you got a team like Boston – who they've been great. Everybody loves them because they play, and I like them a lot too. But they have pretty much. Danny Ainge has pretty much said it's not our time. But he pretty much said that when he didn't make that trade, that big trade. He held on to his draft pick, bowed out, gave it a good effort, but he knew he was going to get popped by LeBron James. And no one says anything about that though. And that's all I'm saying. Every team in the Eastern Conference has had that same mantra, and I think I said to you too, Chris. Like if that's the case. All these teams need to be looking at their coaches and their organizations. That's not really fair, Ellis. About. Ellis, that's not fair, man. Come on. That's not fair. Brad Stevens is doing this. Yes, granted, oh, three of their guys, three of their guys are, yep. three of their guys are in the first round, and they were drafted, but Danny Yates did a great job in building assets and getting the Boston team where they are. Two of their superstars Chris, are injured. I'm, and he's I'm, still I'm, I'm pretty much saying fraction. to you that that's the same, that's the same narrative. As what is happening with the Raptors? I don't disagree the with the. Two, I don't. Go that's ahead. That's all I'm saying. They got they got Ellis. two so- superstars, like you said, and they got a very good surrounding cast that Dwayne Casey has been able to get effort out of. But if Dwayne you look at it, Casey, Boston was, 
Boston was the number one seed last year. Dwayne Casey was the number one seed this year. Last okay. year, okay, Boston got a Boston got a fluke game in off of a last minute buzzer beater. I agree with that other last that year. They, yeah. Other than that, they lost four games to one to who? Yeah. LeBron James. All Ellis, I'm saying is we, everybody gets popped by LeBron. Can we can we agree for bringing this caller because I want to get this caller before. Can we all agree on this one thing? The bottom line is this. LeBron James beats everybody in the East. I get that. Yes. But if Boston beats LeBron, which I honestly think will happen, they will get game one. Boston will win game one. And then it, and it's a wrap after that because Boston don't play well on the road. We'll talk about the series down the road. But if Boston beats them in one game, can we agree that Boston, as constituted, Toronto had the better roster? And it's something about Dwayne Casey and how he coached his team and how Brad Stevens coaches his team. I can't let you link those two coaches together because if Brad Stevens can figure this out with his two superstars on the bench injured and can beat LeBron James, then why couldn't Toronto do it at full strength with three guys with damn near max contracts and they couldn't get it done against LeBron James and they have a better bench? That's, my, that's the only thing I would say to that. There's no way you can I, make that comparison. I agree, that I agree with you, Chris. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you in that. Boston's out of there. I agree. Five with you. games. But I'm rest. saying. <laughs> but that's where I'm coming from. We're sitting there saying that we can, we openly say that with so much passion. Then we say, "Oh, but good job, though, Boston." But then we say to the on the flip side, the Raptors, same situation, same narrative. Oh, y'all suck. The coaches suck. The organization sucks. I, I mean, wh- why is that such a drastic narrative change? when they're facing the same opponent and getting the same results. Asses being whooped early by LeBron James. Remember, they didn't play Cleveland. Let me see. They played Washington. They played Cleveland, so it's been multiple opponents. But either way, when it comes to the postseason, they're not delivering. They poked at some point, you have Mm -hmm. to make a change. Nobody said Dwayne Casey sucked. I never said that. Correct. I didn't. But it seems like it seems like he's he reached the ceiling. So I hear you. you. That's how I'm looking at it. I mean, if we keep jumping back from team to team, it's just like the Pistons when they had Rick Carlisle. If he said, oh. Man, you know, Pistons can't, can, Pistons can't, you know, they can't, you know, when it comes to postseason, they, you know, yep. hell, they got swept at, at one point, and then they bring in another coach, a new voice, and then they win a championship. Maybe Toronto yep. just needs a new voice. Better yet, TV, I'll take it a step further. I'll take it a step further. After Larry Brown, we have Flip Saunders. Flip Saunders gave you the same production that the Pistons did. They maybe won a game or two more in the regular season. But we were saying get rid of Flip. We were saying get rid of Flip. And Flip was a good coach. I'll give you one better. I'll give you another one. Remember when Miami had Stan Van Gundy and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost? That's true. That's true. And then here's another one. They got that right. Hey, here's here's the one right here. With, hey, when Mike D'Antoni, when Mike D'Antoni got fired, Gentry picked up that same roster that he had, and he couldn't get it done. And they had to blow up the roster finally, and then Gentry got out. So I'm just saying, the Raptors are in a similar situation as the Phoenix Suns were in the early 2000s. They got a coach that's good, good but he can't get them over the hump. Regardless of Ellis, yes, LeBron James beats everybody. But if you, I, myself, TV, you know, McGriff, we own the team, the bottom line is I'm not trying to hear that excuse. We need to beat LeBron. And they had the perfect roster to do it this year, and they got swept. Not just swept, embarrassed. 
I'll say one, this. One, when, they lost game, when, they, when they lost game one, I knew right there that Toronto was done. Because I felt right. like that game one meant like was pretty much like a game for, for Toronto. It was done. Yep, I agree, TV. I, I totally, totally agree. We can't spend any more time on Toronto. 646-668-2182. Yeah, they're at home. So let's get this number. Let's get this caller in real fast. We'll take a break. We'll get another caller, and then we'll move on uh, with the rest of the show. So three five one three, you're on with FT Sports Podcast. State your name for the record. Hi. 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 How are you? <laughs> Hi. How are you? Good. I like the energy. All right. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound like I just me. Got really nervous. I never know what we're talking about. You just got nervous. It's, it's okay. It's okay. You're in good company. What, what, what's on your mind? What's going on? I'm just thinking about the Lions coach, and I oh, saw no. a um, an article about the sexual harassment situation, oh. and I just feel morally that if a coach can't handle his personal life and he's got all that going on how can he focus on making the team better in my opinion Mm. McGriff you want to you want to defend your head coach Uh, why does that be me because my coach got fired so that's that's how I feel about it I didn't want Patricia here I wanted to call with so I mean I, I, I swear like we in some way shape or form have to talk about this at least once a month uh, men are trash, like oh. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Us as a species, man, we are we are garbage, dude. Like it's 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 it, 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 I, I can't clap. even think of, of the right That's word clap, bro. To, to to put to it, man. It's it's, it's terrible, man. It, it it really is. Like all these allegations come to light. Like it's 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 tiresome. Like and and I'm a guy, you know what I'm saying? And it's 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 just bad. And wow. I, I I don't I don't I don't really know what else to say, man. I I, I really don't. I, I I didn't read the article. I don't think I had to read the article. Um. But yeah, man. I just I I don't have any words for it. But uh, we know how the NFL is, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I want to get into that for yeah. sure because I, I have my my <laughs> thoughts on that, McGriff, for sure. I, I'm sure we're gonna get into it. Let me ask the caller real fast. So, I this is the first time we've had we've had tons of females call the show before, debate us, cowboy fans, all types of fans across the board, which has been great. There's been cheerleader stories out there about the Washington Redskins, and Lord knows they don't need to be in the news for anything else, fellas. We know that. And then you know we get sexual allegations against players. Um, we got. Hollywood star. We got all types of stuff going on. In your mind, are you from Detroit, by the way? No, I'm from Florida originally. Okay, so you're from Florida, so you have no investment here in this in this in this trash organization called the Lions. So I, I guess when you <laughs> when you read this article from a female's point of view, because there, for those who don't know, Patricia has not been he's been accused. He has never been charged. The incident never went to court, so it was dropped. Ten years later. The lawyer lost the paperwork or got rid of it because he doesn't keep it anymore. And then he becomes the head coach of the Lions, and then, and then the story surfaces. From a female's point of view, when you hear things like this from athletes, how do you feel? 
Well, first of all, yes, I'm from Florida, but now that I live in Detroit and it's going to be five years now, like I support the Lions. I support all of Detroit's team, and I back up Detroit. So when I hear something like this, it's really um, – it kind of sucks. It sucks to hear that, um, you know, our new coach is going through something like this when he should be, you know, totally focused on making this team better. Um, like I said, I just think if you got that going on in your personal life and you're the head coach, um, your priorities are not in order. So, mm. that's all I got. <laughs> no, that's – I didn't even really think of it that way. Wow. All right. TV, Ellis, y'all got something to say on that one, or she kind of just elegantly put it the way it needs to be put? I mean, I mean, no, I, look, man. Oh, go ahead, TV. Okay. I mean, it's getting to a point where it's like, like what, what, what the hell? Like, really? Like, I get the alert at, like, 10 o'clock at night about this. I mean, this happened 22 years ago, so why now? I mean, this man's been in the NFL for how long? And I'm pretty sure, of course, the Patriots organization, you know, they, you, know you know, we didn't look at, you know, he's a, look, it <laughs> years ago, they went through the process. Can, can, we, can, we, can we go a day without somebody – or, you know what I'm saying, being accused of something that happened 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Can, can please? I would I would love to, TV. Is, go ahead, Ellis. Like, why Like why now? <laughs> this is my question. Like, why now? Why now? I agree with you with that, for sure. Why now? I do agree with that. Ellis, what's your thought real fast? Ellis said it doesn't have a thought. Okay. Um, that was excellent. Excellent Wait, point. Is that, um, is that a dog? There's heinous acts happening. I mean, you know, there there is no statute of limitation on that. I mean, now, I, I scratch my head too wide out. Um, I, I really do. But I, I think there's definitely a, uh, a hunt, which hunt, however you want to put it, in the NFL right now. So uh, pretty much any and everything is being put on the table right now to – to either shed light or to, well, I mean, shed light on the victims yeah. or even, you know, the accusers or the ones being accused. I, it's 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 to shed light that this is happening, and I guess for so long it's been it's been, it's been swept under the rug, you know, unfortunately. Um, and I mean, it seems like that's the case across a lot of these organizations. So uh, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent, but I do ask myself the same question: Why now? I. Can I? I'll, I'll say this, fellas, and it make it make you think for a second, just from a bigger standpoint, right? So, a head coach finally is now accused of something that we typically hear from players, right or wrong? That's fair. Right. right. So, so now this is the first time of, of actually hearing it. Most importantly, it happened 22 years ago. 14 years ago is when he turned around and and, and we all, I guess, was involved in this. He was involved in the story 14 years ago. So. He's with the Patriots organization, Bill Belichick, out of all people. And let me just throw it out there if they don't know, Bill Belichick associated with Spygate and other cheating things probably won't want to take his word for anything he has to say. Says that he's been an outstanding you know, citizen for the organization. They didn't know about it. Of course you didn't know about it because nobody knew about it, dumbass. But at the end of the day, fellas, I look at this and I say, I say why now, but at the end of the day, if any of us, was associated, any one of us was associated with this issue, 
and we wasn't guilty. Why was our name even associated with it to begin with? That's where I'm at. I, I, I get that it came out years later, TV. I hear you. I'm with you. Why did it come out? I understand it. But, hell, we were saying the same thing about Bill Cosby, bro. hate to make that comparison, but we were kind of saying the same thing. And, of course, the details came out with Cosby. Other guys' details as well. But, Matt Patricia, it's just kind of funny that now it comes out. We don't know what the issue was. The case was – it never went to court. Female never said anything. But what if she decides to open the case back up and now we get details? The MFLPA will have a field job if another player gets hit with allegations and the NFL doesn't do anything or follow up with this Matt Patricia story. If they don't follow up with Matt Patricia, the NFLPA is going to follow up with players that get involved with this and say, well, you come at the players, but what, you didn't come at their head coach. I'm just saying, and y'all know this to be true because the NFL do some stupid, grimy stuff. Can y'all not see that happening? No, it's possible. I don't know. I'm talking about the PA. I'm talking about the PA defending their players and saying that you didn't come after the head coach regardless of the years, but you didn't follow up with that, but you want to follow up with players like Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it's definitely definitely yeah. a hunt for the players right now. So I think now it's starting to expand, uh, and you know they're they're just looking at the sport in general. Uh, a lot of us have to scratch scratch heads too as far as some of the development, some of these owners, uh, their comments and their thoughts on you know the players having a voice. You know, with some of the things that's been happening within the last year. So yeah, I, I think it's there's definitely a uh, microscope on on the NFL in, in its entirety right now. So I, I like you said, if things is if there's things surfacing and resurfacing, it's, you know, it might be a situation where this is needed. Unfortunately, it happens to be, you know, uh, with the Detroit Lions because we've acquired this gentleman. But uh, nonetheless, there's, if anything, there hasn't been a level of, a level of consistency in, in the, 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 you know, the, the allegations and the actual, you know, trials and, and all of these things being brought to light as of late. So I think and that NFL is trying to do that to pretty much protect their brand at this point, So which is in question. It has been always, but now it's just definitely in question. And uh, yeah. it's starting with the owners themselves. Owners, and it's a, high, it's a lot higher up that we're, we're raising eyebrows about how the NFL is led and managed. And um, all eyes are on, on their leaders as well, not just the players. Gotcha. It, it, it's, it's crazy, but uh... – it had to happen to the Lions organization, though. Like, I mean, damn. <laughs> Out of all the organizations out there, the ones that draft terribly, that manage terribly, they hired a coach that has a 22-year history that never made it to court, and all of a sudden. Like, it had to happen to the Lions, right? Like, out of all the organizations. It happened to us. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny. Uh, caller, you didn't give us your name, but we appreciate you for sure. Um Anything else, or you good? Oh, no, that was it. And I just want to say a shout-out to Chris, the host. Um, I am now his manager, and I couldn't be more happier to have him on board at LGC. Oh, you just had to say that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) That's much love. Appreciate that for sure. Uh, 646-668. Two one eight two man, your boss calling. Give you some love, man. That's kind of cool, right? I, I think it's all right, man. I I do a halfway good job at work, I guess. I don't know. 
I don't know what to say with that, but thank you. I appreciate that. 646-668-2182 is the number. Let's take a break, man, because that's a, that's a pretty heavy topic. I want to get back into some lighter conversation. We had a great debate about the Raptors and the Lions. When we come back, we got another caller on the other side. But we're going to talk about some NBA, uh, the conference finals, maybe some teams that got eliminated as well. We may get into some more debate. And I'm going to ask TV about one of the guys that got eliminated in the first round. We'll talk about that in much more FT Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Almost 30 years in life and I ain't even rushing 30 kisses to the cheek and I ain't even blushing My phone's ringing every day and I ain't even buzzing I'm spitting grocery bars, eggs by the dozen Like uh, more thrift store, food stamps You're like LeBron in the finals, food crap Young boys, yeah they call me Kid Priceless Clothes dramatic, you thought I had a big price I be going nuts like nuts on a payday Life would be nice if every day was a payday But that's too easy, I'm far from me I'm off the easy, you best believe me I want to find I'm breezy Well, take it easy I got the Mac, she got the cheesy She love Weezy, I love Breezy She love it when I'm looking at it You want the best that is best to You're looking at it uh, This is the best that is best I'm saying I'm the best Don't put me to the test Battle one-on-one with me, I'll put your head to rest First 48, man, you under arrest What's up? Uh, this is the best that is best I'm saying I'm the best Put me to the test, battle one-on-one with me, I'll put your pal to rest. First 48, man, you want to arrest, what's up? Full house, send some aces like I'm the dealer. You mad cause you keep it real and I keep it realer? Never see me in your life, but I look familiar. You're cracking jokes at my mom's oh, I got to kill ya. Come on, Corey, calm down, this is a fun joke. Nah. I set your chest on fire off a of gun smoke. <laughs> By the time the cops come, they'll find nobody. nobody. Women lie, men lie, yo got it. All black everything Rappers suck cause y'all lack everything I'm real hip hop but never on the radio I keep it 100 but they ain't gonna play me though Don't let that knock you off the hustle Find a force and feed it They grab their DJ by his neck and force feed him A good woman lord needs to make her I'm Kobe Bryant in his prime I don't need a Laker uh, This is the best that is best I'm saying I'm the best Don't put me to the test Battle one on one with me I'll put your hell to rest First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? Uh, this is the best, that is best. I'm saying I'm the best. Don't put me to the test. Battle one on one with me, I'll put your hand with the rest. First 48, man, you under arrest. What's up? FT Sports Podcast, welcome back. Great conversation. That Raptors conversation really brings the worst out of people because that could have went south quick. Nevertheless, love the perspective from the fellas as always. 646-668-2182 is the number. Call in if you have your thoughts and opinions on the Raptors and other teams that find themselves fishing and not playing in the conference finals, like the Warriors, the, the, the Rockets that will be playing on Monday, and the Cavs and the, and the Cavaliers 
on Sunday. Nevertheless, 646-668-2182 is the number. Fellas, welcome back. Um, TV, I got to ask you this question because I, 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 um, I said this about two weeks ago, and it pissed Ellis off again. So I want to see if you agree or disagree. But it was about Damian Lillard. And my position on that was eventually the way that he plays in the playoffs, again, consistent, inconsistent, you can call it whatever you want, multiple coaches, multiple rosters, whatever you want to say, Damian Lillard just has not gotten over the hump, whether it's the first or second round. It's something about the way he plays in the playoffs where now after a roster overhaul and a head coach change, he's still the constant. At what point does either Damian Lillard decide to just eject from the squad or do Portland say we can get more assets and it's just time to blow this up, this operation isn't working, we can't build around Dame Lillard? I get that they were the number three seed. I, I totally understand that. But the, Rock, the, the Raptors have made it very obvious that seeding doesn't matter. So what's your thoughts on Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers? I think for the past couple of seasons, <clears throat> the issue – I mean, Damian Lillard is the team. You know, I mean, he's the leader of that organization. Uh, but I'll have, I got to say – it's been it's been a front it's been front court that's been a, been the Achilles heel for Portland. I mean, outside of Lillard and C.J. McCollum, I mean they already have one of those backcourts. I mean that front court has just been getting exposed for the past couple of seasons. So uh, it's it's definitely a lot of it's definitely a lot of pressure on Damian Lillard to deliver. So I won't I don't blame him entirely. And also I mean the matchup against the Pelicans. I mean he just I mean. He, he he went up a great he went up against a solid defender Drew Holiday too by the way, and then of course he was forced to play the other side of the ball and they easily worn him out. So uh, I think Portland, I think Portland should stick it out. They got to start stick it out, but they got to do something about that front court for Portland. Now I, I got to ask you real fast before we transition it, Ellis. Yes, I'm not letting you say a word. You don't get to you don't get to tune in or chime in on this discussion at all, man. I'm sorry, not this time. But see, mm-hmm. I, I just got to say, because his, the front court they had. His narrative sounded very much so like mine, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. Like no, it did not. Because you, no, that's right. That's, what, I was simply, what I was simply saying, though, TV, is that even you brought up the front court and maybe, you know, upgrading the front court, which is fine. Ellis did mention that as well. I'm not going to act like he didn't say that. But they did have a front court eventually. Batum and Aldridge, let's not act like they wasn't studs in Portland. Now, yes, granted, they didn't get over. They got as far as they could with that roster, but they blew it up. Something that Toronto needs to look at. But they did that. They changed the front court. They've changed everything about Portland. Damian Lillard was the constant. He's still the constant, even the head coach. So I'm just saying, how, how many more years can you invest if you're Portland in this guy before you can say, you know what, maybe we should trade him and get assets and just restart. Because nobody's coming to Portland. But the difference between that organization and Toronto is that Portland wasn't consistently in the playoffs, you know, five, six, you know, five or six straight years compared to Toronto. And also, yeah, Toronto, I mean, you know, Portland did have Aldridge and Batum, and also they had uh, – um, 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 I can't think of the other guy in there, but he ended up going to Dallas. So they had a they had a loaded team, but then all of a sudden that team broke up, Matthews. you know, because yeah. of you know money, you know trades and all this other stuff. So that I mean that I mean that's part of, part of the business, but at the, at, the, at the same time, 
Lillard was Lillard is the future. He was at the time he was the future. You build around him, but I just don't think with that organization they've done well to put a solid a skilled front court for Portland to really make some noise. Like yeah, they beat the Clippers, but damn the Clippers did you know, they lost Blake Griffin, then they lost Chris Paul and that was pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? So hey, you take advantage of a wounded dog. But mm. okay. for them to get swept I mean, it just shows you again. They got a solid backcourt, but you need you need a skilled big man. You need you need skilled big man and also a solid bench to alleviate that you know that um, that load off off of Lillard. Okay, fair enough. Ellis, it sounds like that TV's kind of like in that the middle between what I was saying and what you're saying because he's saying the same thing that we're both saying. So that's that's good. I. I that's fine. I'm not letting you say anything because I'm not getting into this debate again with you. Not not letting it happen. Two weeks later. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Straight on that. 646-668-2182 is the number. Uh, gentlemen, the NBA uh, Conference Finals is in play. Um, before I go I there. I got a real quick, man. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And I apologize. You made me bite my tongue. Uh, I heard you mention that the difference between the Raptors the Raptors in Portland is like their consistency of being in the playoffs. Both the teams have kind of similar playoff runs, and they both have consistently been in the playoffs for the last five years. I just wanted to put that out there. So they're pretty much – one's out in the West, one's out in the East. So one would say that, that – it's not even going to say Portland's playing the, uh, the higher level of competition by far. But they both have had the same DNA as far as their, their overall involvement in the playoffs these last five years. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. You want to throw that out there? I'll just throw this out here too. Um, You can make that excuse Mm -hmm. if you want. But the Houston Rockets turned around this season and said, "You know what? Damn the narrative. We're gonna build a team that can compete with Golden State." The owner came out Mm -hmm. and said it. The GM came out and said it. The head coach know what what it is, and he keeps trying to deflect because it's Mike D'Antoni, and he don't want no negative publicity with his old "I get bounced in the playoffs ass and can't get to the finals." He's just trying to change the narrative, but the owners have come out and said, bottom line, this roster that we have put together is built solely to play against Golden State. So teams can make changes. Teams can do things to compete. I'm not trying to hit at that is in the Western Conference and is Golden State and everybody else. We built a team to beat them. If this team don't get it done, go ahead. Did I hear that? Did I hear that? Did he just say Toronto and Portland has been consistent as far as like in the playoffs? Like, did he just say that? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, okay. I, welcome, welcome back to you. Welcome back, whenever you're ready. Welcome back to you. I mean, I don't see how you can sit there and say they've both been consistent when I, you know, I, look, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but. The what was the the past what five years or so they only advanced to the second round only once. Besides that, they've been out. They've been you know one and done in the first round. So I don't know if I would you know say the same thing as far as comparing them to. Um, so. If you want to go there, let's let's go ahead and do that, TV, for the sake of debating. Your boy Portland Portland has advanced two times past the first round out of their five year stint, and actually Toronto okay. is uh, three three times. So, and if you want to go there, Portland has been bounced out the playoffs two years in a row now, completely swept out of the playoffs two years in a row. They're opening round. So, the Pelicans this year, the Warriors last year. Then they got bounced out against the Warriors the year before that, too, in the second round. 
So what are you saying? Then actually the year before that, they were out the first round against the Grizzlies. They lost four games to one. And then they got lost. They lost four games to one against the Spurs in the second round, uh, which started their stink going back to 2013. If you want to okay. go there, it's okay. been pretty much so, identical. So, so, so Portland's been swept more times than Toronto the past few seasons. And I don't recall sure. – or, okay, I'll do you one better. Uh, when was the last time Portland made to the Western Conference Finals? <laughs> to Portland? <laughs> yeah, Portland, sir. When was the last time Portland made to the Western Conference Finals? If you well, want, I can help Drake you out. there? Like, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, no, no, no. But, no, if you want to go there, yeah. like, Rasheed Wallace and them boys, no, 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 is that what you're talking about? No, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, that, damn, so that was 99. So, damn. <laughs> oh, man, that's a long time. So, but Toronto's been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice in the past, what, three, four years? What's your argument, right. TV? Like your argument, my, my argument, argument is that my argument, you can't, my argument is you can't compare Portland to Toronto. That's my argument. You did, not me. Like you, you actually, no, he, he did. Not. I I said it. I said in comparison, as far as the teams are performing, okay. one in the Eastern and one in the Western Conference, blowing up the teams is is is, is a definite because Damian Lillard. No matter whether you upgrade or downgrade the front court, the back court doesn't matter. He's the constant. You change the head coach, and the team still hasn't moved forward. Comparison to Toronto, they can't get past LeBron. And and you could say it's LeBron all day, but again, you could say it's Golden State. Houston has decided to say, gentlemen, flat out on record, this roster is built to beat Golden State. We're not going to accept that that narrative that is Golden State and everybody else. So how come Toronto can't do that? How come Portland can't do that? That's what I'm Man, saying. I you, made the comparison. My, my thing is you can't even speak to that yet because this is the first year that they've attempted to put a team together. No, like, but so these, again, these Ellis, I'm not even... saying that, though. I'm not saying that. The, the Rockets came out and said, I didn't say that. I, I'm not saying that at all. The Rockets said that. Sure. The owner came out and said, this roster I have put together is built Solely to compete against Golden State, he said that well before the preseason started. That's what mm-hmm. he said. I, I hope they, say that. I hope, I hope, I hope they deliver because if they so don't, that's, well, I hope so they do I'm too. Is, so all I'm saying is an organization that came out and said, "Bottom line, it's it's not acceptable to say that it's Golden State and everybody else. It's not well, acceptable." For uh, okay. Well, either way, whoever. Okay, whoever. I still, I, I don't think that's smart to compare Portland to Toronto. Sure. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Just my opinion. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just wanted to get your opinion on Dame Lillard because again, no, we've I seen mean, teams I that mean, blow that, up. That's a that's that's a that's a valid argument. At the time when all those guys uh, left, I mean, you're like, okay, well, damn, we're going to build around this guy because he is the future. When it come next season, or even if I'll give him look, look two more years. You know, if we don't really see any changes or even improvement, then I mean, sooner or later you're going to have to you're going to have to rebuild and reload sure. and all that other stuff. Sure. Kind of, I, and technically, you may you may have to build around CJ unless unless CJ wants to stay. You know, correct. And and I think I think if you're Portland, you keep CJ and you move on with Dame because I think you get more assets with Dame than you would with CJ at this point. Most importantly, and I'm not saying anything bad about about Dame. I'm simply saying that there's teams in the Eastern Conference that could possibly use him. I mean, hell, I know that I know that they just signed this man to to a contract, you know, ninety million. But I'll say it: what if he went over to Miami? I'm just saying. 
the way that Miami plays, the physicality that they are, what if Dame Lillard was with the Miami Heat? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, again, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm saying, I, I'm just simply saying that Damian Lillard at Portland, I think it's run its course. It's time to change. And if you make a change, send him somewhere, or if you're Damian Lillard, go somewhere where the roster is built. Maybe in two years they're ready to make that 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 move because Miami's not ready to make that move. They're not they're not talented enough. They need a point guard that can lead and score because Dwayne Wade would do as much as he can off the oak, but we know he's not a starter anymore. I'm trying to think of a couple of organizations, but I guess we can get back to that. Okay, fair enough. I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I wanted to get you another great discussion, Joe. Mm-hmm. Let's go into the let's get into the um the conference finals games because they're be coming up here. Uh, shortly, Boston is the number two seed. They are going to be hosting the Cleveland Cavaliers to start in the Eastern Conference. Ellis, we'll start with you in regards to how this how this series will play out. To be quite honestly, I'll be quite honest with you. I honestly feel like what we saw in Game One when LeBron James was going down to the court in the fourth quarter. I think it was like two minutes left, and he was clapping his hands after making a layup. And they were down, and they were coming after the Raptors. That LeBron James. Boston don't want to see that. They really don't. And I think they can get a game, but that's it. So what's your thoughts mm-hmm. on this series? Because Boston really does have a puncher's chance. They really do. And there's no disrespect, but I think they're going to make it a competitive five games. They're going to lose, but I think it's going to be a competitive five games. What do you think? I'm giving them a competitive five. Um, I think that they will get one game in um, to avoid being swept, uh, similar to what they did last year. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's about it, man. I really don't have any, once again, this is a perfect time for, uh, that roster or that team to be able to say that they have injuries and, and it is, there's no way around it Two of your best players you think they're there right now. You're so man. Uh, yes, I do. But they've been but, playing, they've been playing they only lost, but they only lost two games without Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, even without well, Marcus Smart gonna, and... I, I, I think they're going to pull that out, though. You're going to pull that out if they were to get swept. If they were to get swept, it would be that would be the narrative that you know, hey, we ran into a better team, uh, more polished, the team that's been to the championship the last three years in a row, and we we, we ran out of gas and we fell short with our young guys. But you know, great year because it was like the narrative you've been painting, Chris. Great year, well coached, lots of development, which is all a true fact. So yeah, man, I'm giving them I'm giving them one game. To, um, so win. for Celtic Hold up. I, I feel like you're disrespecting the, the Celtics when you say that. I, I, are you simply are you saying that they're going to use the excuse of Kyrie Irving not being in that lineup as a reason why they lost in the Eastern Conference? They weren't even supposed to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yet alone the playoffs with their two All Stars and then their best defensive player out going into the playoffs. I think that's. That's the point I'm making, Mike. Right? You ran now. You're saying that they're going to use you it. Have, yeah, now that you run into wow. a very much so well-coached team led by LeBron James, who's they're on his way to another championship, yeah. if they're not. But once again, <laughs> running into this brick wall that they're getting ready to like, go in full collision into, I think they will say that. I think they will say that it was a good year. We're still ahead of schedule because they are in regards to the roster, the player development the young guys, and they're, they're going to say, you know, one of the best things that could have happened was for these injuries to take place. Although they've been unfortunate, it allowed our young guys to step up. 
We're now a more complete roster going into next year. Um, as they as potentially they don't even have to worry about LeBron James even being in their conference anymore. So yes, I, I think that will be the narrative. I feel like when you say that, you make it sound so bad. Like I really do. LeBron's so sarcastic. I mean, it's no. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. You uh, you know, you guys laughed at me when I said that Durant was going over to uh, the Warriors. So you heard it here. He's going to Houston. So LeBron James you know, is going to the Houston Rockets. Yep, Houston is going to get put out this year. The Warriors are going to win another championship. And then now LeBron is going to go over there and form that three-headed monster in Houston, and they will knock off Golden State next year. Wow. McGriff, you've been awfully silent. Just on that scenario oh, hey, alone. <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh-oh. You're going to read? read? <laughs> Go ahead, McGriff. What's your thoughts on what uh, Sir Ellis? Really, Master Roshi? Wow, Master (laughs) Roshi. He just called me Master Roshi, though. Wow. Go ahead, Johnny Manziel. Go go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. Show us us your preparation, man. Come on. Show us your preparation. Go ahead. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, Chris. Did you see the comedic gold that happened yesterday in the group text? I was working, McGriff. I'm sorry, man. Oh. Okay. And then I came home and passed out. I'm sorry, that was me. I, yes, but yes, I did see it eventually. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. What? Excuse me. What? What? I didn't say anything, man. Go ahead, go, man. You got to talk now. Damn. Yes. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, right? Uh, uh, there's yeah. a team in the, in the East, right? Yep. Yeah, and, maybe, maybe the West. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't even get your point out, man. Come on. <laughs> no, but, uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, they're gonna have one really great game um, where, uh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put LeBron on his ass, and uh, that's gonna be it. You know, it's uh, yeah, that's, that, that's gonna be it. Five games and yeah, it's it's. I mean, valiant effort. Come back next year and see what you can do. But uh, but yeah, yeah, they're gonna get one. So you, t- so you taking uh, you taking the uh, <laughs> the Cavaliers in five over the uh, Philadelphia the Kansas City Cavaliers. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Kansas City Cavaliers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, can LeBron, you Flanders, and all them. <laughs> so Le- Le- LeBron and five over the Sixers in the next in the uh, the, t- the Eastern Conference Championship. <laughs> are you fun, Why are you doing Donnie like that, man? Come on, man. That preparation is excellent. No, man, I'm just playing, man. It's all right. <laughs> right. Griff, I can't it's wait for right. football season, man. I need football season here. I I, I need it here, man. I'm sorry. Oh man! I didn't take the shot. Ellis took the shot. Ellis took the shot. Snitching. Ellis took the shot. Anyway, TV thought. I I I think it's. uh... (laughs) Oh, it's the Celtics in the Cavaliers. (laughs) (laughs) Kansas City Cavaliers. That'd be damn. <laughs> damn. It's all bad. It's all bad. 
I was trying to help you out. That's why I was like, oh, the 76 is oh, okay. But uh, yeah, man, man. And I, I, I picked up on that, so I just opened up my, my uh, ESPN app, you know. Uh, you know, my cable was out earlier, so I, I couldn't watch the sports in the sport, you know. Oh, and, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, bro. Sharp and uh, yeah, man, and, and uh, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. You know, uh, yeah. What is happening right now, dog? Yeah. <laughs> TV. Uh, San Francisco up, and man? Seattle, man. What's your thoughts on that series, bro? How you feel on on, on the series, man? Who who you think is gonna take this, man? You know, man, I love basketball. It's a great sport, man. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, I'm gonna have to go to the San Francisco. No, <laughs> no man. I think uh, Cleveland, Boston. Honestly, I think, I think, I think Cleveland's gonna win in five, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. I mean it's a match. It's gonna be a matchup problem because who on that team can really guard LeBron? I think, and, I, and quite frankly, I think LeBron may end up averaging. Damn near, damn near thirty in this series. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can't you, you can't put Jalen Brown on him. I mean, even though he has a length, but then you can't put Al Horford on him because you're gonna blow past Al Al Horford. And then with Marcus mm-hmm. Smart, I mean, he's probably their best defender. But I mean, LeBron can easily back him down. So yeah. And also, Kevin, if Kevin Love gives you fifteen twenty points right there, I mean, damn. I mean, shit, you good. But I, I got <laughs> it's only happened like three times. In the playoffs, where another guy's averaged twenty points or gave you twenty points in a game in these year playoffs, LeBron's done it without yeah. another twenty point score. Yeah, I'm going. You know what? No, nah, there you go. Nah, Don't do that. I was gonna say it's Don't. sweet. I was gonna say it's sweet, but you know what? A gentleman sweet. So Cleveland is five. Cleveland is five. Five games. Five games. I I agree with that. I think Boston gets gotta, game I, one. I agree with Ellis. It pains me too. Yeah, I, I think Boston gets game one, and then LeBron just takes over because Boston has only won one game on the road this year in the playoffs. One. So the thought of Boston going to Cleveland and beating them in the game three or game four with a pissed off LeBron James, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. And shout out to Boston because I think they're going to be very competitive in this series. Not like last year when they were getting blown out about 30 or 40 points. I think they're going to make this very competitive and, and you know, change, change people's thoughts on how, how Boston approaches next season. I think next season will be Boston's time, regardless if LeBron's there or not. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not going to jump off that bandwagon yet. Um, let's move to the Western Conference, fellas, because I think everybody's been waiting on this matchup since the season started. Obviously, the Rockets owner come out and said he said this roster was constituted to beat Golden State. Bottom line, this is the series that everybody's waiting for. This is the NBA Finals. No disrespect, but this is the NBA Finals. It has to be, right? The Rockets has averaged more ISO plays this year than any other team, less assists than any other team in the playoffs at this point. Both teams' defensively efficiencies are one and two, Golden State and Houston respectively. Offensively, we know what they can do. This is the matchup right here. Uh, TV, I'll start with you, man. Houston wants Golden State, and they want them bad, and they got them. Are they going to regret this? No, they won't regret it. But watching a few Houston games and watching a few uh, Golden State games, 
I'm going to have to go with Golden State in five. Uh, I think Golden State in five. Golden State in five, man. Wow. Wow. Okay. Reason why I say Golden State in five because I know James. First of all, James Harden is going to be forced. It's going to have to. It's going to have to play defense, and we know. We all know on this show, James Harden isn't known to be you know isn't one to you know play defense hard enough. And then with Chris Paul, I mean, he had the game. He had a game of his life against Utah, but Chris Paul's banged up. You know. Mm-hmm. Remember, he missed some games, and then of course, then with I think he was the ankle, the hamstring. So, and he's oh, and he's up in age too, by the way. So, for him to make it this far, I'm I'm happy for him. But I just think Golden State being the younger team, uh, and also having Kevin Durant. I mean, who on that team on Houston can guard Kevin Durant? So he's going to go off. And don't be surprised to see uh, Draymond Green playing some deep, you know, playing, uh, you know, picking up uh, uh, James Harden. Uh, you know, as far as like half court, we've seen a matchup previous time, you know, a previous uh, playoff matchup where, you know, Jamar Green has pretty much did a good job guarding James Harden, not going for, you know, not reaching in as much, you know, positioning himself. Um, you know, you can tell he's done his, you know, he studied some film on James Harden as far as his tendency. So I'm going to have to go with Golden State in five. In five. I, I got to ask you this before we move to McGriff real fast. Oh. I think I think five. I I, res, I respect your thoughts on that. I, I said that the X factor in the series. A lot of people say that it's Steph Curry. A lot of people um, would would agree that Houston needs to hit and be efficient offensively as far as their three point ball. We saw them in, against Minnesota, where Minnesota had a great lead, but the two versus the three, we already know three is better. So Houston can just fire all shots and all cylinders. Quentin Capella, for me, is the X factor because that's something that Golden State doesn't have. They don't have a big man that can impact the game offensively and defensively. The pick-and-roll offense is much better with Houston than it was for Chris Paul than when he was with New Orleans and when he was with the Clippers. So I think that Quentin Capella is the X factor moving forward. If he can give you 15 points and still maintain that that defensive presence, this series can easily get pushed to six or seven. Who's your X factor in the series? Uh, hold on, I'm waiting for Google to finish. Uh, no, not you, Clown. I'm talking to I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking to TV. I said, hold on, before I get to McGriff. We gonna we gonna make it easy for you, man. Relax, bro. Relax. Relax, buddy. We got you covered. That was a little complex thing. Hey, we got a simple. We got a simple ask. We got a simple question for you, McGriff. Trust me. Hang tight, bro. Man, you just call hey. me simple. He no, did. I didn't. You called yourself he simple. Was. I said I got a simple question. He said the question is going to be what's basketball. Question. <laughs> 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 see y'all putting. See, you see how they do me, Ellis. I just you see it, Ellis. Man, how you gonna do that, bro? <laughs> What I do? TV, TV Capella is the X factor. Who is the X factor for you in the series? Hmm. I said Durant. I, I said I'm about to say Dwayne Wade. Uh, I said Kevin Durant would be the guy to take over the series, but I think the X oh, factor yeah. is going to have to be Draymond Green. Mm. It's got to be Draymond Green. He's got he's he's got to set the tone defensively. He's got plenty of technical fouls to give. That's for sure. 
Yeah, he does, man. He does. Michigan's he got on. Plenty, Shout he out. Got, he got plenty. He got plenty to, to, to share in this one. Uh, All right, McGriff. Right. State, state, state of Michigan zone. Sorry. State, state, state of Michigan zone, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, McGriff. Yeah. Very, uh-huh. very, very uh-huh. intriguing. Okay. <laughs> For one million dollars. <laughs> I don't need that, man. Come on. Damn. Ah, man, you messed up my question. <laughs> Is it going to be multiple choice? Yeah. <laughs> Are there ties in basketball? Come on. Listen. Off- offensive defense, McGriff. They always say the narrative defense wins championships. When you have the number mm-hmm. one team efficiency as far as defense is concerned, and the number two that word again? both in the West efficiency. I, 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 okay, I didn't struggle to say it the first time. I, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> Guy who I'm talking to, let me articulate. Number one and number two efficiency, efficiency in defense in the Western Conference. Okay. Something has to give it. when the number one and number two are up against each other as far as offense is concerned. Which team mm-hmm. would you rather be? The team that has number one offense and number two defense or number two offense and number one defense? Number one defense all day, every day. Like, you can go and score all the points you want, but if the other team is just going down and scoring on you again, like, you got nothing. It's going to be a stalemate. Defense wins games, and that's not just basketball. That's basketball, that's football, that's pretty much any sport. See how easy that was? That was great. Good job, man. Proud of you. I don't need <laughs> hey, man. Remember that progressive insurance commercial? You know, defense wins championships, right? Man, that's <laughs> I go around the neighborhood and call every kid chief. <laughs> good, 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 good job, McGriff. Good, good job, man. Great. Shut up. Great enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't need your participation trophy. <laughs> no participation trophies here. Got it. It's brand uh, let's see if Ellis is still here, man, because, you know, he might be on me. Uh, Ellis. Uh, uh-oh. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I, I thought uh-huh. I saw a little tornado or something. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Nope. He said, nope, I'm no. steering clear. The storm won't be here until 1035. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, it's your season now, Aaron. But, uh, you know. Uh, yo. yeah. McGriff, yeah. for you, every show we got to get in. So, for you, because it's your season, you get a standing okay. ovation. It's, it's, it's yep. my, my birthday's in fall. <laughs> he said my birthday. Yeah, apparently, 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 it started since last month, brother. So uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that boy winning. That boy McGriff winning out there. Yeah. Ellis, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, besides Aaron, uh, yeah, yeah no, he's winning. And to get back to basketball, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm taking the. I'm with the. I'm with TV on this, man. I'm taking the Warriors in five. And five. I think that it's too much I'm iso ball. Yes, it's too much iso ball that comes from 
Houston, man. And I think that this is going to be the team that will expose that. You can do that all you want against these um, inferior teams. But if you have a team where five guys are willing to pass and they lead the league in assists and ultimately even in the playoffs now, they've had five games with over 30 assists in a game, they're sharing that rock. And right now it's hot. Like, there, any on any given night, there's going to be about five guys they can beat you offensively. There's only two guys on the Rockets. Now, I'm saying that there's other guys, too, that step up. But if those two guys are out of rhythm in any way, form, or shape, there's going to be problems, and those other guys are not going to be able to feed off that energy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty much I'm questionable on James Harden, and I'm questionable on CP3 at this point in time. Like I said, he's a great player, but I think, once again, he's you're going up against an elite level of, of talent from the point guard position to the center position, honestly speaking. And I think, and when I say center position, you got Kevin Durant and and Draymond Green for the small ball. You got Iguodala too in there. Their lineup is huge, minus Steph Curry. You got four guys in there that are over six, or that are over six six that can pretty much carry the rock up and down the court. That love to pass the ball, and yep. they set up each other to make sure that they get the shots that they need. So Ellis. you got two players on. Anybody else got a chance to talk? What's good? No, no, I was going to agree with you. I was just going to simply say it's funny. It's funny because Golden State, you know, in the beginning of the season when they made all these changes and got rid of all their players on the bench, they were saying that the weak point for Golden State, the bench was the weak point, and it has not been the case at all. Their bench consists of, well, it would have been Andre Iguodala, but he's been inserted into the starting lineup. But in theory, you got Andre coming off the bench, Sean Livingston, um, Swaggy T, whatever, Nick, whatever his name is, Nick Young. Um, JaVale McGee, or actually now you got uh, Pachula coming off the bench, you know, so he's just somebody to go out there and absorb some fouls, push a few people around. And, I mean, their bench is actually pretty solid when you really look at it. On top of having five, I mean, honestly, their bench consists of an additional two to three starters that's coming off the bench. And uh, and even with West, David West is on that bench too, so you got the experience on that bench as well. I, I mean, I, as great as Houston has been, and once again, Asterisk is on Dan Tony. He's an offensive-minded mm-hmm. coach, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna do that. But when that offense is not clicking, what else do you fall back on? I mean, they're and the number I, two team defensively, right? I mean, they this is the best defensive team he's had. Yeah, but you're playing against the Warriors, man, and I, I think, and on top of that, you've been talking, you've been chirping too, man. The Warriors, they tend to get up for any team that gets to run in their mouth, you know what I'm saying? And I think they have the experience now not to let up off of the gas, especially with what happened with um, LeBron James humbling them. I think you factor that into them actually um, them actually losing the, the regular season battle. They lost two out of the three games. I, mm-hmm. I think this is a perfect recipe for Golden State to come out there and, and destroy them. Man. Not to mention and what, that – yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> now I was going to say, too, man, we thought it was going to be a good series with the Pelicans. We did. And we, we see did. how that went. Yeah. We see how that – and I told you that too. I'm like, now it's, it's a little <clears> different now because now, you know, you got two guards. The guards are a lot bigger and more elite shooters than what he saw when, when he dismantled Lillard and McCullough. You know, now you got some guards that play a lot like Rondo and a lot like uh, Drew Holiday, but they're both better offensive players on top of being defensive sound players as well, especially um, Clay Thompson. So I, now, I, I think that's – go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish your thought. Finish your thought. 
I was gonna say I think that's you know there's they're gonna it's gonna bring some balance to to Chris Paul and James Harden, and I I think that as the series goes on, they're gonna be required to do so much. It's, it's gonna I'm, I'm gonna be curious to see how long they can keep keep this going, especially James Harden, man. I, I watched this man fold against uh, Kawhi Leonard less uh, Spurs and, and still get put out. So I, I'm I'm not convinced that he's ready to make this move. It's funny because you you bring you bring that up, and the narrative was very clear that the Pelicans was going to push Golden State, and we got everybody kind of got absorbed to that because Rondo is Rondo, right? And, and then people started making the comparison. Hell, we made the comparison, Elvis. We said it multiple times. You know, without Rondo in that Bull series, you know, if they would have had him, Boston probably would have beat them. Easily. I mean, I mean, the Bulls would have beat Boston very easily with a Rondo in the lineup. So he's very, very, very important, but he was very, very absent as well um, in the series. And honestly, the only reason why the Warriors lost was because the Pelicans just took it to them and they were more efficient offensively than it was defensively. Golden State hasn't lost a step in the playoffs at all. Really. They could be, you know, perfect in the playoffs at this point with Kevin Durant, gentlemen, in the 27 games that they played with Kevin Durant in the playoffs, they're 24 and three. Don't think that's mm. going to the 24 and three. I mean, their record with Kevin Durant in the lineup with this roster, it's, it's insane what Golden State can do. And we're simply saying that the number one team in the NBA, the number one seed, as good as they are with their MVP will only get a game in the Western conference finals. That is interesting. So I'll I'll raise this to the panel real fast. I'm gonna play a clip real fast. Everybody's familiar with which team because I feel like each team has a story here, and they each each team could potentially have something to lose. Which team will be saying this at the end of their series? So I mean, we we just the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I love how that is every time. But... <laughs> So who, which, which team? Because I feel like each four team, and I'll, I'll lay it out there, and then McGriff, I'll start with you. Each team has oh. something to give. Golden State has uh-huh. been here before. <laughs> Golden State has been here before. <laughs> Did I not ask McGriff this question? Because I feel like it's okay. what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> y'all started laughing first. Griff, be shy when you, and you be like, hey, Griff, I'm going to start with you. And we're like, oh, oh. Oh, Johnny Manziel, man. He's unprepared every time. So, <laughs> damn, Griff. Four teams that were just recently eliminated from the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh, Come on, Magrim. 
Prove them wrong, man. Come on. <laughs> yep. Come on. You want to oh. come on? Come on, man. Come on. Oh, wow. I can't believe Who else was this, eliminated this from Kurt Muller, man? Wait, the 76ers? Right, right. Okay, come on. Who else? Uh-huh. I just said two. Oh, who was the second <laughs> I heard one. What else you put out there? I said two. The Raptors. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Great. We're not going to uh, ask you where they're from, but we're going to go with it. Okay. Two for two. They 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 that from <laughs> you back. <laughs> Oh, man. Two, you two for two, right, man. Come on. It, man. Two you more teams, bro. You, you, you got him, Griff. Come on. Why y'all doing this to me, man? Why do I have to prove myself to you? Huh? Preparation is everything to me, man. Come on, man. Come on. Two for two. I'm just, I'm on, just saying. Why, 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 why y'all doing this? <laughs> huh? What do, what, do you, what do you have to prove? Huh? Huh? Oh, man. The Spurs got put out. Yeah. The Spurs did get yeah. put out, but the not Spurs, last yeah. round. Okay. Hey, they, they got put out, though. They did. They did. <coughs> Two other teams, bro. Two other teams. Oh, boy. <laughs> why are y'all doing this? The Jazz got put out. The Jazz got put out. Okay, three for three. Three for three. The Pelicans got put out. The who? Good job, man. Good job. You got it? All four? Give that man a round of applause. He got he, he got, got all four. He got all four. I, I, I don't need I, I don't need this from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I know I am somebody. You are. Oh, you, yeah, got it. you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't ask you this question, man. I'm sorry. I, I it'd didn't. be your own brothers, man. It'd be your own <laughs> own brothers. I know, man. Own all right, brothers, let me brothers. let me rephrase this. I'll up, I'll TV. throw this to the. <laughs> Throw this to the panel. I'll throw this this to the panel. Which one of the teams will be saying the same thing that Danny Green said at the end of the press conference when the season is over? Because each team has something to lose, fellas, and y'all know that. Which which team has more to lose? Rockets, uh, Warriors, Cavs, or Boston? More to lose. More to lose. Oh, go for it, Griff. What was it? Was that open up to the panel or? It's I, open I, for I the think, it's open for the panel. I think I think Houston has more to lose because. <laughs> Thank you. Why y'all laughing, man? <laughs> I'm laughing because TV laughing. I'm just being honest. So, <laughs> hey man, this, 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 this is why I'll be quiet. That's why I don't be saying nothing. You know, so you know what? No, go go ahead. Go ahead. I ain't gonna take up the last four minutes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Greg. Somebody with some real basketball knowledge say something, and I'll just go over here and act like I'm doing the sound, even though I'm not in front of the soundboard. Damn. This is what happens when you take my job, Chris. <laughs> I think that, um, all just aside, I think LeBron has the most to lose, man. He's had, like, one of the greatest runs ever in the playoffs right now. He's playing some of the most efficient basketball of his career. Um, and he's going up against a the team where the guy that, you know, he ultimately needed uh, chose to play basketball elsewhere. You know, so that already that already was a red flag against LeBron James' character, his overall leadership, or lack thereof, that, that so word, to speak. So, that word was led. If he, if, he, if he goes into this series 
and and gets put out by the team that you know that he doesn't that that doesn't even have Kyrie playing. I, I think that's that's the last step for for him in regards to his legacy being being tainted. To, and he's going to Houston to according to you, right? Oh, he's going to Houston regardless. So okay, go ahead. You heard it here first. Okay, but fair, um, fair but yeah, man, I think that he has the most to lose, man. Like Golden State. And the Rockets, they're both playing phenomenal basketball. They're the two best teams in the NBA right now. So a lot of people anticipate this being, you know, a, a, a drug-out seven-game series. So more to lose. I mean, I, from either one of those teams, they got a lot. Both of them have a lot to prove, you know, as far as especially Houston if they feel like they're in the ready, they're ready to compete. Um, All right. Celtics are playing with house money per user, like third, fourth year in a row. They, they play with house money and they get a pass. So once again, that continues this year. Fair enough. Fair so enough. so you pressure, say this? pressure's all on LeBron. You say LeBron TV? What say you? Um, I say the Cleveland Cavaliers organization has the most to lose because, um, unless you know anything short of LeBron winning uh, the championship, I think that's pretty much going to be the end of his second tenure in Cleveland. And we all know once that happens. There will be no Cleveland Cavalier games on national TV. So, mm, interesting. Yeah. I would say the Houston Rockets because if the Houston Rockets don't get this done, considering what the owner came out and said in the beginning of the season, they go out and get a LeBron. Let's just say they go out and get LeBron. All they will be is second fiddle copycats, and nobody will respect the Houston Rockets at that point. Bottom line. That's what I was. It's bad enough that it's bad enough that. Kevin Durant went to Golden State, which I had no issue with, but if they get a LeBron James on their roster, the Houston Rockets, they would just, it would be so bad. It would be unwatchable, most importantly. No one would even respect the Houston Rockets at that point for doing what they did. So I say Houston has more to lose. So how are they doing what they did from the perspective of uh, trying to get a free agent to join their team and actually having the money and cap space to be able to do it, which is why your boy Chris Paul took that pay cut anyway and didn't sign a max deal in Houston? You peaked sure. that out, right, a year ago. I did. I, did. I understand there. it. I, I, I understand it, and I get it, but I'm just letting you know, bottom line, I think Houston got more to lose. While I do understand what TV was saying, though, and what you, what you guys are saying about Cleveland, I think Houston got, got more to lose. They do not want to lose to go State. And the way y'all say it, they're going to lose in five. I said six, but damn. Yeah. I think it's okay. just an overglorified offensive team that hasn't had, no, hasn't, hasn't had to play anybody. They're second in defense as far as, you know, the playoffs are concerned. So they're doing something right, right? I mean, or I'm not, I'm not going to play Minnesota them. and Utah. They played Minnesota and Utah, man. So I'm, it's not saying I'm much. just saying. Okay. No, it's not. All right. Great show, gentlemen. Great, great show. Great laughs. McGriff, always appreciate your analysis <laughs> on the game. Fantastic, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> Got a couple more shows before the end of our season, season three. Uh, this is episode, if I'm not mistaken, if I saw it correctly, episode 95. 
So we're five more Jeez. episodes till we get to episode 100. So um, great show, gentlemen. Tune in next week. We'll see where the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals lies, and we will get McGriff's greatest analysis on both of those series moving forward. What about oh, the boy. Northern and Southern Conferences? They're, they're done, McGriff. They're, they're done. I'll <laughs> 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 see Davis, McGriff, BLS TV. We out. See y'all next week. All right. Later.